Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, it's so nice to hear you again and be back with you. I know, it's been a crazy, crazy last so. It has. Oh my goodness. I had such a nice break though. Nashville and see my best friend and we just lounged around. It was fabulous. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Well, I am glad that, you know, you had a good time. And, uh, you know, it's been pretty busy around here too, so... Excellent. It is, but it is. So I was able to manage to be able to go ahead and, you know, fill in in between time, but we are back together. Yes. Yes. It's nice to be. And of course, you could do this in your sleep without anybody every day if you wanted to. So I know, but I like engaging with you guys. So thank you. I'm glad you're back. All right, you guys, welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Trish and I recap both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and The Beautiful for the week of May 30th through June 3rd. And uh, we, we had a pretty interesting week. What did you think? I think so, too. Yeah, I was kind of excited. I had quite a few racked up to watch in a row to catch up. So... Mm-hmm. It was kind of a marathon in the evenings for me. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, I will say that uh, obviously that was the exit. I was wondering how they were going to exit out um, Jacqueline for the whole um, maternity leave and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I, I I didn't expect it this way where she just, oh, I'll just leave town. I thought it was going to be something a little bit more dramatic when it came to the Steffi character leaving off the show. Well, she's gone or, you know, on a vacation, but you know, for Jacqueline to leave to have her baby. So yeah, it was pretty interesting how they exit her out, um, Mm -hmm. you know, until she get back, she did have the baby. She was posting some pictures. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, and look like her belly is gone. She has, um, her, uh, you know, when you're in that good of shape and your muscle has memory, it I guess it just goes back to the way it was. Yeah, and she eats healthy. She mm-hmm. um, she works out. She's very active. So I, it looked like she wasn't even pregnant. Right, right. Yeah, she definitely uh, respects the uh, temple to her soul. No question. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. All right, so what we normally do, we recap uh, The Young and the Restless on the first half of the show. And then in the second half of the show, we do The Bold and the Beautiful. And then we also have a flip the script segment. So what that is, is that if there's a particular scene or storyline that we wish we could change, this is where we flip the script. All right, so let's go ahead. I'm going to give the summary and then we're going to break down all of the, you know, the storylines for each of the soaps. So for Young and the Restless, uh, for the week of May 30th, we had Victor enlist Summer's help to keep Ashlyn from Harrison. And then we had Nick supporting Sharon through a rough patch. Is 
that made, yeah, the 31st, okay. And then we had Kyle serving Ashlyn with a restraining order. We also had today, my system is moving slow, bear with me. Um, Phyllis admit that she screwed up, and I got a lot to say about Phyllis. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, last but not least is Victoria returns from her trip, and it doesn't look like she's quite over Ashland as of yet. So let's go ahead and break this down. So um, let's see. And then there was some stuff that happened with Amanda and Imani and Devon and Nate. And so we can't forget wow. about that either. You know what? Let's go ahead and talk about that storyline. So what do you think about what's actually happening with Devon and Nate right now? Because it seems like with Devon, he don't want a lot of input on the business. But then at the same time, you know, Nate wants to give advice, but look like Nate kind of took a back seat on the second go round when they met with that other um, lady that they were doing business with. I don't think that's a dynamic that's going to turn out well. What about you? It is absolutely going to go down in flames. Yeah. I mean, he's damned if he does and he's damned if he doesn't. And so he can't, um, he can't win with Devon. And I think it all goes back to the issues with Elena. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Devon got his ego hurt. Mm -hmm. Lost his ability to do what he went to college for, for, you know, almost a decade. Right. And it seems to me like now that Nate works for Devon, Devon's going to put his thumb over him. And I'm not a fan. I don't like that. Well, see, this also, too, goes back to the fact that when Lily tried to start this whole thing, when Jill was like, oh, yeah, Neil and Catherine would love to have all of the companies kind of blend together. Mm -hmm. The issue is, is that Devon wasn't 100% sold on that idea of merging his company. Nope. So with that being said, and they had to push him into it. Remember? Yes, so, I did. Yeah, because, I mean, they really had to convince him that this was a good idea. And then he decided to go ahead and do it. But I still think there's a part of him that wants to kind of, I don't know, kind of go slow with this whole thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't see how this is going to work with Nate and Devon. And then let's don't forget about this whole mess that's going on between Amani and mm -hmm. Amanda. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, so I almost fell out of my chair because if I ever went to my CEO and CFO and COO and said, I decided to come to the meeting, you weren't invited to the meeting. Exactly. Why are you at the meeting? Like, go back to work. We pay you to do a job and you're not doing it because you're interloping in our meeting that you weren't invited to that annoyed me so bad and then yeah sucking up to nate it was really oh mm -mm. yeah amanda was pissed because number one like you said she showed up to that meeting uninvited 
And then the second thing was is that she was really laying it on thick to try to impress Nate. And I don't, it seems like Nate is kind of taking it in stride, but Elena is at the point where she's so insecure that she's having like these little dreams about cheating and all of that stuff. I was like, wow. I mean, that's how far it's gotten. Yep. Yeah. And Elena needs to be careful and watch out for self-fulfilling prophecies. Yeah. Because um, remember that whole interaction at the coffee house, she sat down and had a conversation with Elena. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, Amani, she said right. a conversation with Amani and boy, I mean, Amani is just cool as a cucumber, but everybody else is tiptoeing around her. Yeah. Cause you know? she she's a loose cannon. You can tell. Yeah. And that whole thing with Amanda and her, I thought they was going to get into a whole argument at the mm -hmm. hotel with your fellow, you know, you got the CEO sitting up there. I'm not like, I'm surprised uh, Lily wasn't like, uh, excuse me, but are you two okay? <laughs> well, yeah, and it was almost like Imani was daring Amanda to take it to the next step, and she just flaunted off. Yeah, I will say this much. Uh, uh, you know, Imani can do whatever she, she does. It's up to Nate to mm -hmm. not engage. Right. Because he's the one in the relationship. That's right. He needs to set her in her place. Now, is she being disrespectful? Yeah. yeah, but I guess a lot of that... Now, here's the thing. There are some people that are saying this, this is Elena's uh, karma. Yeah, I've seen that too, but I kind of feel like um, Elena went on the apology tour and was sincere yeah. about it, and, she, and Amanda forgave her, so, you know, Devon yeah. forgave her. So, so he said, mm -hmm. so I don't know. Yeah. It seems as if, um, she did go through this whole day. Everybody has forgiven her, but I guess the fans haven't. Some I guess them. not. So they was like, oh, that's what she did. You know, you went, came in between two cousins and now you want to feel some kind of way when somebody's coming for your man. So. Yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting situation. Um, especially because the fact that Nate is even though he's reassuring um Elena that you know they're good and he wants to spend more time and make time for her, he's still not setting boundaries with Amani. He's not, and you know they're gonna be working late at some point alone. You know what this is gonna lead into, right? Mm -hmm. The writing's on the wall. Yep. And then they're going to be pissed off. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if it's a situation where it could really blow up everything in regards to, you know, with the company, with Lily, all of them working together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Just make it so untenable that nobody wants to do it. Right. Exactly. You know, so I don't know. We'll have to see, but it was not, a, it was really unprofessional because first of all, even if she wasn't pushing up on um, Nate, she still didn't have been at that meeting unless she was asked to be there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When she said that, I just almost fell out of my chair. What? Yeah. She's like, girl, what are you doing there? Are you serious right now? Right. Um, okay. 
so then let's see because like i said with the whole devon nate thing that's about to implode as well um let's talk a little bit about what's going on with phyllis man she just lost it and became unhinged and it was so unhinged and so over the top i was really annoyed because so if i i want to think and hope and i'm probably I'm, I'm probably wrong but i would love it if she and jack were setting diane up but i know it's not true mm -hmm. or i wish well she went off the rails right she did i mean I was almost at the point, especially in today's episode, when she was talking to Amanda. Right. She kept, she kept repeating Diane's name like five or six times. Like, it's almost like she's at the point where she needs therapy. She definitely needs therapy. And I this Diane coming back thing has triggered a lot for her. And, I mean, I get it. Their past was beyond tumultuous. And at the same time, you're going to let that woman live in your head rent-free? Come on. That's what I'm saying. I, and I think I kind of said this. I don't know if I, I, I might have said it in a comment section somewhere. But the thing is, is that why are you giving this woman that much power? Mm -hmm. you, she lives, breathes, thinks everything, Diane. Diane yeah. ain't thinking about you. No. And half of the interactions that happened between her and Diane, Phyllis initiated. So it wasn't yeah. like, you know, Phil, uh, Diane is coming up to her apartment room and she's just poking and sending her cryptic messages. Diane just happened to be there and she always run up on her saying, what are you doing? What are, why are you here? What are you right. doing? And right. then, of course, Diane goes back and forth with, you know, this whole thing like just conversation because, again, she's cool as a cucumber. And, um, you know, she's just like, okay, you want to have a conversation? Let's have a conversation. And she ends up on the losing side of the conversation all of the time. Every single time. Yep. You can't keep her mouth shut. And, exactly. you know, so, yeah, I mean, she went over and above whenever she was in front of Diane with Jack. But mm -hmm. we all knew where that was going when they went to California together. And when and then they got back and then Jack went and then Phyllis showed up. And you could see the way they were looking at each other. So it's not like it's surprising that they would have taken things to the next, next step, regardless of Diane. But now it's all because of Diane. And it just really makes me mad because I, for one was annoyed whenever they broke Phyllis and Nick up because exactly. I was a Phyllis and Nick fan because they are so hot together. And now she's back with Jack and it's boring that she's back with Jack, but the whole Diane story, and now she's not back with Jack. So it was, a whole, I don't know. I just, yeah, uh, I, I just, they messed that up. I mean, and even the way that it went down, uh, Phyllis sabotaged that whole relationship with Nick on purpose. Both of That's them, Nick and Jack. Mm-hmm. They both sabotaged that relationship that Nick was in. Nick is looking like lost, like where did all this come from? Doesn't he look lost? Yeah, you know, he's moved on and seemed like he's moving towards Sharon. But the thing is, is that with with this whole thing with um Phyllis, it's just like you you 
you're the one that threw the relationship into a dumpster fire. Yep. You go over there sniffing around Jack. Jack played cat and mouse, so you backed off. And then you still wanted to back off because for months she kept telling Amanda, we're just friends. We're just friends. Mm -hmm. Nothing's happening. We're just friends. Diane come to town. You get triggered that Diane is going to somehow sleep with Jack or whatever she thought. And then now you're setting up things for uh, her to see you and Jack together and you kissing and slobbing all over Jack in front of Diane. It looks pathetic. Doesn't it? It And it's so over the top. And oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just and so Phyllis, annoyed with that. Yeah, Phyllis looks absolutely pathetic. She's triggered. She's spazzing out. And I mean, to the point that, you know, Amanda was like, because she kept blaming it on Diane. And Amanda was like, uh, you're going to have to take responsibility for your actions. You can't blame everything on Diane. And for a moment, she kind of, you know, and then next thing you know, it's Diane. It's right. Diane. I'm like, a girl, you Come need, on. okay, go talk to somebody. Quick. <laughs> Let me get you the name of my therapist. He's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it's the, like you said, Diane is living rent free in Phyllis's head, and it's and it's so deep in, into her psyche that she's just all over the place, and it yeah. sucks. Um, but you know what? I mean, she lied to herself, yeah. she lied to Amanda, and she lied to Jack because Jack specifically asked, Are yep. you doing all of this because of Diane? Oh, no, no, I'm not doing this just because of Diane. I really. I love you or whatever she was saying. Yeah. And then of course, when the whole interaction happened at the grand Phoenix, uh, Oh yeah. And it feels great that I'm sleeping with Jack just to get back at you. And I'm like, and Jack's looking at her through that, you know, when he came mm-hmm. in the door, I was like, Oh, you messed up big. Time. <laughs> well, yeah, big time. And not only that, you're in the lobby of your own hotel. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, you're not being professional. I mean, yeah. if if I was working behind the counter or the bar somewhere and I'm looking at my boss just spazzing out over this woman who seems to be cool as a cucumber, I'd be looking like, what is really going on? Exactly. Get help. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because here's the thing. It's not, okay, if they notice all of the crazy talk, because Jack talked crazy to her, Nikki slapped her, um, what's the other, uh, um, even Sharon had something to say to her. Mm -hmm. It doesn't phase Diane. You cannot penetrate somebody who really, she really don't don't care what you think. Uh -uh. She does, absolutely does not care. Uh Uh-uh. You know how they say the opposite of love is not hate, is indifference? She's yes. indifferent. She's indifferent about everything except Kyle and now Harrison. Yeah, and I and that's the thing. The more you poke at this woman, it, it only makes it worse for you. And especially because she's not responding. Because I think they are expecting her to act like the old Diane. And yep. How she respond and act out. She's not. She's just looking at them with a, this smirk on her face. Like, yeah, go ahead and act the fool. I'm going to let you look crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's working. It's working. It's working. I know, right? Ugh. But, you know, I mean, as for everybody else, you know, they 
you know, they don't like her. I would say the biggest spaz last week was Nikki. But <laughs> that was yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's but she started that fight. She did. You know, I mean, and I talked about it on the last live and the last podcast mm-hmm. is that she was in there minding her business, drinking her coffee, and here comes Nikki hurling insults and calling her a gold digger. Now, I don't agree with the fact that Diane slapped her, but Nikki started it. Yeah, but I can't even really blame Nikki. I mean, Nikki was dragged through the mud and through over the rocks whenever Diane faked her death. I mean, but it, remember, go ahead. I'm sorry. It was harsh, man. It was bad. And I don't blame Nikki, but I don't blame Diane for smacking her either. And I don't blame Nikki for smacking her back. It made for some good TV. <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. I'm like, I haven't seen a big fight like that since uh, Brooke and was it Stephanie. Kate? Oh, Brooke and Stephanie, Stephanie and Brooke and Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. So oh, I, was, I yelled at my TV. I was like, oh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She really did. Oh, my goodness. It was crazy. But, you know, my thing is with uh, Nikki is that you wouldn't have had this issue of being a suspect if you weren't in the park that night. That's so, true. You know, I mean, if you weren't trying to hunt somebody down and kill them and they happen to come up dead, in this case, she faked her death, you can't be mad at being a suspect because you were there. You were there. <laughs> you, and you, you made your there. hatred known. Right. Well, it was exactly. well hatred, too. I mean, because if she wasn't there, she wouldn't have had nothing to worry about. But that was part of the storyline at the time. But, you know, it's just interesting the way that all play out. And I'm sitting up there looking at Nikki like, this is your fault. And they put me through all of that when they thought you were dead. And I was one of the main suspects. Well, you were one of the main suspects because your butt was in the park. It was. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to have to own that one. We'll have For to sure. own that one. But anywho, um, yeah, so, you know, like I said, I, I, I will give it to Michelle Stafford for really acting this one out. Big time. She, I'm surprised. She looked like she's for real. That's yeah. how good she is. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to give it to her for that one because she really, oh my God, today's episode, I'm looking like, like you said, I got a therapist on standby. Right. <laughs> you need to talk to somebody. Because even she admitted, she was like, something is so wrong. Yes. Just, I'm lying to myself. I'm going back to the old me. And it's because of Diane. No, you're going back to the old you because you're the one triggering everything. It's not mm-hmm. like Diane is coming after you. You have a choice. You got a choice. Yep. You know, so you need to go figure that out and handle that mess. It's just crazy. But anyway, it makes for fun TV, though. It does. It does. Thankfully, it's not real life. Well, not, I mean, not for us anyway. <laughs> yeah, not for us anyway. Um. Okay, so let's kind of maneuver over to Jack because Jack is so upset. And he should have listened to his gut because, mm-hmm. I mean, originally, he the first thing he thought was, why is she doing this? It's been months and we haven't done anything. We were just friends. And now all of a sudden we're this relationship and we're all booed up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So he feels stupid now because he should have listened to his gut. Right. Yep. And, um, 
and now this whole mess, and then he ends up hearing what Phyllis had to say. I would be upset too, but you know, uh, he overlooked what his original thought was. He second guessed himself. That always bites you. Yep, it sure does. Um, but I, I, looking at the previews for next week, he's done with her. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty harsh. Well, you know, I mean, if she's spazzing out and every time they have a moment of, you know, going on a date or having some food and Diane always come up, who want to deal with that? Nobody. You know, and I mean, so he's like, look, I'm done. You know, you're obsessed with Diane. You're only with me to stick it to Diane. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have time for that. And I don't blame him. Poor thing. <laughs> I know. He can't win. I mean, Jack is always not going to win when it comes to women or love. No. They just not won't love him. Mm -mm. Not at all. So, um, okay. So then we have the whole storyline with both. Um, okay. So I want to touch on this a little bit. This whole thing with Kyle and Summer moving back to General City. Mm -hmm. Now, it looks like, I don't know what they're going to do with this you know, are they going to do the, do the whole process of it all? But it's almost like, okay, so when Summer brought up the idea, right? Summer said that she, Mar, uh, Angelina Marchetti did not tell, uh, well, she was not truthful about, you know, the financial state that the company was in. So Summer had to look this information up on her own. She found out that the company was bleeding money. And that she wanted to pitch it to Jack to buy it. Okay, right? Mm -hmm. So we get through this whole week. And now we get to today's episode. And Jack is like, oh, yeah, it looks like a great idea. I think we're going to run it past the board. And my thing is, like, did anybody ask Angelina Marchetti if she even wanted to sell it? Oh, see, yeah, that always cracks me up with these business deals. It's always the understood you. Yeah, it's like. Because I'm like, wait a minute, did I miss something? Because yeah. I never heard anything in the past couple of weeks when this whole storyline came up about whether or not Angelina Marchetti was even ready to sell. She didn't even tell Summer what the financial state was. And you go behind her back, look at the information, and then try to sell the company from up under her. Oh, it's a hostile takeover. Oh, absolutely. So... <laughs> But the way that the writers have it, it's almost like it's set in stone and they're happy to be moving back home. And I'm like, wait a minute. Who's to say Angela Marchetti, uh, Angelina Marchetti is going to be like, no, I'm just going to give my business to the kids. Right. Or her kids or, or sell it off to, I'm just going to throw this out there, sell it off to Forrester Creations. Exactly. Who knows? <laughs> right, right. You know, it's just interesting that the two of them, I mean, Kyle don't even work for the company, but he's like, yo, let's try to merge the companies. I'm like, uh, don't you got to get approval from the owner? You would think. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody else caught that, but that was something that I was like, wait a minute, slow down. <laughs> big piece missing. Yeah, that's a big piece of that. So I don't know how to, maybe that's a, a twist in the storyline that the writers are going to do where they will have, um, you know, Angelina Marchetti's like, oh my God, who are you to do this, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. But they're happy about coming home, and so is Jack. And 
whatever, you know. I'm glad that they're back, though, especially Michael Mueller. I do kind of miss Hunter King. Yeah, well, I mean, she, you know, she's such a great actress, and I have my DVR all set for the Hallmark Channel tomorrow evening, so. What, is she going to be on Hallmark? Yeah, she's in a Hallmark movie tomorrow evening, and um, there was a big exodus from Hallmark to some new station by a lot of the Hallmark actors, so there may be like a whole new slate of actors that are going to be the leads in those movies now, and she might wind up being one of them. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm gonna have to keep an eye out out for that. Yeah, Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, and then um, yeah, I've got the DVR set, so I can catch that for sure. Yep. Okay. So, what do you think? Because this transitioning us to this whole thing with Ashlyn Locke. What mm-hmm. do you think about Kyle and Summer interfering with? everything uh this whole agreement that they have with ashlyn Locke in regards to harrison well i mean obviously i think what ashlyn did was horrific and and heinous in every way and harrison loves him Mm -hmm. and he he yes he lied to harrison and harrison is a little boy that probably didn't understand how his daddy was sick in the first place that he was, you know, that of course he's sick, but the kids, what three and a mm-hmm. half or four when they told him. Right. And so, I mean, I don't know that keeping, I don't know that they're really truly making this about Harrison um, because Harrison was thrilled to see him when he saw him. And now all of a sudden this little kid is now not going to be seeing the other parent that he's known since birth, whether he was, you know, there a lot or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it just kind of, I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, that's pretty harsh. Yeah, I, um, I don't agree with it. And I mean, here's the thing, which Victor sounds like a big hypocrite today. But, yes. um, <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say that he sounds like a big hypocrite today. Um, but Yes, he said what he said to Harrison. Like you say, he don't probably remember any of that. All he know is that that's father, right? Yeah. Um, The whole interaction in the park was absolutely ridiculous. Why not? If this is going to be his last time seeing him, he wasn't hurting the boy. Nope. Harrison was enjoying spending time with him. He even wanted Ashlyn to go get ice cream with the nanny. Right. And you interrupt this with a telling him you can't see him anymore and we're getting a restraining order. Right. Now, the problem that I have with Kyle and all of this is like, you got a lot of nerve because the only you knew, you talking about how horrible Ashlyn Locke is, you knew who he was, which is why you hid the affair for so long. You slept with the Loch Ness monster's wife. Right. That's how you even got involved in this because you were the side dude to Tara Locke. Exactly. You know, and so for you to now want to be all high and mighty and, oh my God, this is what you did to my son. Um, you slept with his ex-wife. He, he actually was pretty darn gracious to arrange this with you because, you know, again, mm-hmm. you were the side dude. 
And then now, after all of this stuff with Victoria, which the Newmans invited in all of that nonsense. Yep. He don't even know that part of the story. All he knows is that his wife is Summer Newman and Summer is a Newman that's part of the Newman family. So you got to protect the Newmans. You need to figure out the whole story. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And Summer doesn't know either. Yeah, she doesn't know the whole truth either. And why that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you getting all mad, hot and bothered. Jack told Jack don't even know the whole story. Mm -hmm. And he getting everybody all pissed off and triggered about this whole thing when the Newmans asked for all of it. They were active participants in this whole thing. Exactly. Brought him in. Brought the man in, tried to eliminate Billy, Gaines, Nicholas, oh, you're not going to ruin this wedding, and that's, we're going to talk about Victor, because he just, oh my God. Yeah, that, that's some entitled nerve. That's a lot of entitled nerve that he had, but yeah, I just didn't agree with that whole thing with, I mean, what was he, what was Ashlyn going to do to the boy? Yeah. He wasn't going to do anything to Harrison. Mm -hmm. He's been nothing but nice to, to his son yep. legally but on the flip side of that you know they could have arranged something like a supervised visit or something if you worried about if he's going to do something which he wasn't right you know so i i don't know what what's your thought did you have any more thoughts on that no i just i mean i get that they're concerned but i don't uh they went too far they yes they far. did you know, it just makes no sense to me. Um, and then Victor pushed the, you know, because he got oh yeah in high places. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. so let's talk about Victor. So, and well, hold on before we get there because there's this whole conversation with Victor and Adam, mm -hmm. and it's just so, um, it's just. I don't want to say irritating, I guess, or infuriating because he continues to take up for Victoria when all of this stuff was her choice. Yep. And as much as, and I know, you know, cause I know you and I have had conversations on previous podcasts about, you know, her making her uh, look more of a stronger person and stuff like that. Cause I remember your comments on that. Mm-hmm. But the way they wrote the storyline is that her choices got her to where she is and now that nobody wants her to take accountability for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's and you know, it's the thing between Victor and Adam is it's just it's still recycled. And it's just annoying because Adam is more like Victor than any of the other kids, mm -hmm. even though his mom was so giving and so loving, he still wound up being ruthless vindictive aggressive and 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 really smart and snaky and mm -hmm. that's victor and you know victoria tries to be tough but she also really does have integrity mm -hmm. and so she can't make some of those same decisions that adam is able to make like his father would make and then you know he'll do it and ask for forgiveness where she'll ask for permission and be told no and so you know, I mean, it's, it's always going to be a struggle because I think it's when, when you're when you have less tolerance for someone, typically it means that there's something about them that is so like you 
on your personality scale of something that maybe you don't like about yourself, that that's why there's a part of you that holds that person back in some way, shape or form in this scenario with Victor and Adam. Gotcha. I just, it's just that my thing with Victoria is she has done some horrible things as well in, re- in business Cruel. in regards to Adam. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we can always go back to the whole thing when she was part of that team with Billy Abbott um, to, you know, when, when Billy was trying to set up Adam to print some stupid story about him oh, being an alcoholic and then sue him for defamation. And it never happened. But because Victoria ran in there and told her father, oh, my God, he almost got caught up. Okay, almost getting caught up and getting caught up was is not the same, especially when you were the one trying to um, exacerbate the situation. And yeah. Then, yeah, and then on the flip side, you know, the choices that you're making would have gotten, well, it did. I mean, nothing actually happened, but just for the fact that it could have happened, Victor took that man's company away from him. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Victoria can do everything she wants, the way she wants, and all this other craziness, and it's like, oh, don't don't give your sister a hard time, or don't try to do, and, and Adam is always like, okay, okay. I gotta give it to Ashlyn Locke in this case because when Adam and Ashlyn had their conversation at the bar this week and and um Adam was trying to be smug with Ashlyn and mm-hmm. I because I'm normally an Adam Newman fan. Yeah. And Adam was trying to be self-righteous in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Adam, come on now. Dude, please. Please. You sitting up here looking all smug and talking down to him when you really aren't forgiving yourself. These people tolerate you, they, but they exactly. really don't want to be around you. Get a mirror. And when I said about the fact that, you know, I got to give it to Ashlyn Locke because he brought that reality stone directly to Adam in that moment like dude you still aren't in good graces with your daddy you still trying to get his approval the Newmans aren't there with you like that yet so don't come looking smug at me right wipe you're that not your go face. ahead what's that as a wipe that grin off your face exactly you know <laughs> so I'm like Adam you're being kind of self-righteous so mm-hmm. you know I, I didn't too much like that particular part of it but um and then he was all part of that whole thing to help them get married and all of that stuff. Right. And sudden it's yeah. like, I need you to leave town. I'm like, come on, Adam. Only person I can really get behind on that is Nicholas. I agree. And I'm glad he took the money. Yeah. Yeah. He took the money. So now look like for a minute that Sally and Adam's plan is going to be off the table but with Victoria back and uh-huh. in that whole conversation with Adam and um, Ashlyn Locke, Ashlyn was like, oh yeah, I'm going to prove it to you that I can get Victoria back. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm back in the, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm back in the catbird seat and then you know, well, I'm glad she came back because next week, like, it's going to be a whole different story. 
And it even looked like she may have slept on the couch at his hotel. Well, I did a spoiler alert. I don't know if you did. You see the video? I, I didn't. Okay. I'm sorry. I did not. Um, I posted it on in the groups, and I also posted it on the YouTube channel. Okay. Um, for spoilers that were coming up for the week of June 6th. Uh -huh. And yeah, according to the spoilers for next week, and if you don't like spoilers, cover your ears, walk away or anything. But um, for you guys who do want to know, from what I understand, she's supposed to disown her family and run away with them. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And that's what and, and when I posted it in the groups last weekend, people was like, oh, that's a lie. She's not going to do that. I'm like, just wait till the week of June 6th. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Sure wow. enough. Because I was, I was like, please don't have me looking crazy out here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and sure enough, um, you know, when I saw the previews at the end of the week, you know, today's episode, I was like, ah, that's what they're talking about. Right, right. Yeah, so I mean, and what now the question is with her going back to Ashland, is Victor going to actually give Adam the CEO seat of Newman? What do you think? That's a great question. Um, that'll be very interesting to find out. Um, he should, but, but you got to remember, COO is Nikki. Right. Could he put her in that position? Well, now she's not co C. She's not COO. She's co CEO, isn't she? That is correct, right? So is she going to be CEO? Boy, that'd be Ooh, a real kick. Yeah, and I, that's the thing. I don't know if that's a writer's flaw or there's another twist coming because Adam and Sally could be prematurely getting excited about this next week because. Yeah, she's a she's co CEO. Yeah. So it's a possibility that you know she'll just you know uh, slide into that position by herself. The question is, is she going to want to do it, and if um, Victor is going to be okay with it? I mean, right. I would think he would be, but you just never know. Mm -mm. Just never know. So, mm -hmm. um. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that. Me too. Me too. Um, I know the spoilers for June 13th should be coming out today or tomorrow, so I'll do another video of that. And this time, I'll just send it to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I can't I'll wait to see you. Send you the link. Yep. When Perfect. I when I upload it. Um. Okay. So. Um. All right. Let's move to this conversation with Ashlyn and Victor. Ashlyn is like, this is your fault. And I know you had to put some some steam behind this whole restraining order. And honestly, like you said, Trish, they're not doing it because they really worried about Ashlyn. Mm -hmm. They're doing this because of the fact that they just want him out of town. Yep. That's all this is. You know. And it's so unfortunate because you're about to hurt that boy. And a lot of them, and Victor is like, you're no good for the boy and all. And I'm like, Victor, uh, how are you going to take this man, take this boy away from this man when you know what that's like? Well, exactly. And not only that, you don't know. It's not like you're spending time with that boy. You don't know him. 
he's barely your grandson. Yeah, did you notice that that, well, my grandson, my grandson. Right. Talk like, about taking territory. Uh, yeah, and how is that his grandson? Because Summer is his granddaughter. Exactly. So it would be his great-grandson. Exactly. I'm like, come on. And Kyle is not his son, so. No. Yeah, that, that whole, he always try to claim anything close to a Newman as being family. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that whole conversation with um with Ashlyn, where he was like, "You, what did he say? What was the word that he used?" It's it's, it's kind of like him saying, "You seduced my daughter," but he used a different word. Uh, what was it? Um, not persuaded, manipulated. It was something about you, kind of like if he sucked her into his plan. Yeah. Like, Victor, stop. Yeah, she was right there. She was ready. She wanted, She was a willing, she helped weave the fabric. Yeah, because she went in before she fell in, and then she, oh, yeah, that she, um, that he kind of forced her to fall in love with him. And I'm like, come on. Mm-mm. She came in the door being disingenuous because when she thought the man was going to die, she wanted to take that company. Right. She fell in love in the process. Exactly. And not only that, she was flirting with him when they were talking about the media company, the way she exactly. looked at him and everything. So, no. Mm-mm. 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 And then talking about, you made us have that big wedding in Tuscany. I'm like, Victor. Uh-uh. You gave them that property. Right. And she's the one that wanted it. Exactly. She made all the plans. She went and had that dress and all of this stuff. And you and he dared anybody to stop that wedding. So for him to sit up there and act like he got selective amnesia and that it was Big all thing. his doing with this whole wedding, the romance, the love. I'm like, I'm yeah. sitting up here. I was cracking up because yeah. I was like, can't believe he's saying this. Yeah, I I really that's one thing that really kind of gets under my skin about these writers is that they they really just put the characters in such a position of hypocrisy mm-hmm. that sometimes it makes you pissed off to just watch it you know it's like mm-hmm. this is really annoying because did you think we forgot we didn't forget we don't forget anything right but it makes and i guess unless they're just trying to make victor newman this vindictive hypocritical it's my way or nobody else's way type of scenario because the way he was talking to ashlyn Locke as if he forgot everything that was, it was his doing. Nick tried to stop this whole thing by going to New Jersey to get dirt. And when he yep. got dirt, you didn't want to hear it. Exactly. Because Victoria had made up her mind. Mm-hmm. Even knowing full well that the man isn't even Ashlyn Locke. I mean, that was the reason that, um, you know, Victoria and Nicholas was at odds with each other for so long mm-hmm. is because of that whole information that he found out in Jersey. Right. And, and Victor was like, oh, why are you doing that to your sister? Um, Because you told him to go get it. 
Exactly. You know, so no, I, I just, I, all I could do was laugh mm-hmm. because it was just so hypocritical. It was just that ridiculous to watch. It was ridiculousness. I agree. And then for them to act so surprised about it, that he, this actually happened, that, you know, Ashlyn did this. It's like, you knew what he was capable of. Exactly. I mean, and you're the one who stopped everybody else from knowing what he was capable of. Uh, yeah, I mean, you knew about the, the will. You knew about the burning car situation. Yep. You knew about all of it. And then you just, and Victoria decided to marry him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, and you didn't want anybody to stop that wedding. So as far as I'm concerned, you, you signed up for this. Exactly. <laughs> you did. You t- You not only created the invitations and and the event, but you invited yourself with an embossed engraved invitation. Exactly. You and then you accepted up. an RSVP yes to yourself. Yep. I mean, you signed, they, they all, Victoria, even Adam, because he wanted to get so good into the family mm-hmm. that he just went along with this whole thing. Yep. You know, when Nick and Gaines and Billy and all of them, they were ostracized because yep. they was trying to expose this man. But no, oh, you ruined my daughter's wedding. I'll never forgive you. Okay, well, now the snake turned around and bite you. You can't get mad at inviting a snake into your house and then when it bites you, then you're mad at it. No, you can't. It just does what it does. Yep. It does. Like you said, it does what it does. So, <laughs> And then um, Victoria comes back and because of her mom being manipulative, because that's what this is, yeah. I'm going to take you out of town and then she gets back and say, well, did you forget about Ashlyn? And I'm like, <laughs> that on. don't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> did you forget about Victor all the times that you left him for the heinous things he did? No. That's, a, that's a, You are absolutely correct. That's another hypocrite. Because it's like, how are you going to get mad at somebody? Your husband is the identical uh, to this man. Yep. Identical. You mm. know, so you got, I mean, it, it. the apple don't fall far from the tree. So, no. If, if Victoria has been watching her mother go back and forth with Victor, what do you think possibly could happen with right. Victoria? <laughs> I did something called a pattern. I, I don't know. Yeah, something. Yeah, you're right. A pattern. <laughs> it's just so crazy. But Victoria shut down. She was like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of y'all micromanaging me. Guess what? I ain't telling you nothing. Right. I don't need a governess. Did you see did you see Nikki's face like oh my god? Yeah. Uh where am I? And then she texting um Victor talking about I don't think it works. Stop trying to manipulate. You can't tell somebody to change their thoughts. They have to want to change them themselves. Well, exactly. And emotions are not like a faucet. You can't just turn it off. Yep, unless the person chooses to and you know, in this case, Victoria is not ready to do that. No. I don't care what Victor's trying to say. And then he comes up in the office at the end of the episode. Guess what I did? Yeah. Like it's all good news. Now, I guarantee you, it's probably the fact of that restraining order, because it looked like that's going to lead into Monday's episode. Uh huh. The fact of that restraining order against Harrison, I mean, against Locke for Harrison, that's probably what's going to pull them closer. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, I don't think Victoria is going to be happy about the fact that her father took that boy from him. Yeah, I agree. I don't think she's going to be happy about that at all. Yep. So I'm wondering how she planned to do this. Now, they saying, according to the spoilers, that she's supposed to kind of walk away from her family. Yeah. But is this going to be something where, because I know she ain't going to want to walk away from her position at Newman, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But even if she do walk away from Newman, or if she does stay at Newman, is she going to try to sneak and see Ashlyn on the side or something? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this play out. It will. You know, I mean, if the whole disowning thing is like they say it is, then, yeah, that's going to be huge. Her family is going to be pissed. Oh, absolutely. And with good reason. Well, the other reason is is that Daddy Dearest gave up $500 million. Right. At least uh, Nick got half of it back. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was crazy, too, because Ashley, I mean, uh, Victor was like, take the $500 million and get out of town. I'm like, uh, you got 250 back in right. your face. It's only 250 dude. It's only $250. So. <laughs> I'll take a little of that scratch over here. Thank you very much. I know, right? All right. So um, I'm trying to think. Did we cover every? We didn't get no Abby this week, did None, we? None. No. Wait, 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 wait. Did she Just have a little a bit. With, she did have a run in with Diane this week, early this week. Yeah. And then the little, you know, drop off of the baby. But that was it. Yeah. She was giving Diane a hard time. And then somebody, who was that that told her to chill out? Um, somebody came in there and Abby was watching Diane from a distance talking to somebody. I forgot. I can't remember either. Yeah, it was a very small part. So um, Sharon and Nick, they talk about Cassie. Now, here's the thing. I don't know. I was kind of, I don't know. I had a side eye to Nick in that situation because he said, man, you were so occupied and busy that you didn't even think about Cassie. And I'm like, her husband just died. And how do you know what she thought? Exactly. And it's like, um, I get it. This is a ritual that you do every year. And I think Cassie has been gone for a decade now. Yeah. Or, or, or longer, whereas Ray has been gone like three weeks. Exactly. So, I mean, I would think that she's still thinking about her husband. It didn't take away what happened with Cassie, but, you know, the way Nick was describing it is like, dang, you know, you just forgot all about Cassie. And I'm like, um, mm -hmm. uh, her husband just passed away. So, yeah, I think that would be something in the forefront. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But they made it where, you know, she was able to go. They didn't even show that. Normally every year they show them visiting Cassie. But we saw them walk out the coffee house and saw them walk back in. So, <laughs> Yeah, they didn't show any of it this time. Just like they didn't show Ray's memorial service. We saw right. them out the house and walk right back in. <laughs> um. Okay. And then... What else do we have? I think that's it, right? I think so. That was a lot. That was a lot. It really was. Okay. 
All right. Well, like I said, I kind of gave you guys a tidbit of, um, you know, the whole uh, spoilers for next week. So, hold on. Let me pull up my stuff for bold. Oh, what was that? Sorry about that. Oh, okay. I didn't know what happened. I thought it was like my um, my tablet or something. I accidentally pulled the um, cord on my charger and it moved my laptop. Oh, okay. It gotcha. it and it made a weird sound. Okay, gotcha. I didn't know what, like I said, I didn't know what that was. Okay, so let us move on to the bold and the beautiful. And for the recaps for the bold and the beautiful, we are looking at for, let's see, hold on. Oh boy, my notes is all over the place. Okay, here we go. So, Carter mold 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 Carter mold over committing to Paris to prove he was over Quinn. Quinn demanded to know if Carter really loved Paris. Steffi told Liam she was leaving town. Taylor asked Ridge to tell Brooke he needed time with Taylor. Yeah, yeah, and then today Brooke got sent home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, yeah, Brooke got sent home. Um, okay, so we only had we had, well, we did have a little bit of Eric and Donna this week too, so we can't forget about that. So we have the whole thing with Eric and Donna, Steffi leaving town. This whole trio between um, Taylor, Ridge, and Brooke, and this whole thing with Carter and Quinn. So, which part you want to take over first? Um, let's go with Carter and Quinn. Okay, so she he's begging, literally, and she's like, "No, nah, I can't do that." And Eric is shacking up with Donna. I mean. Poor Carter. I, he just can't win. And mm-hmm. you know Quinn still loves him. I mean, you look at the way she's looking at him. Right. And you can feel the electricity between the two of them. And you know how hot I thought they were. Right. And there Eric is. And this whole honey bear nonsense. And I'm so annoyed with Donna. And I just can't wait until we find out what happens when Quinn finds out, is she going to run to Carter? Is Carter already going to be involved with Paris? Is Paris going to wind up pregnant? What is going to happen? Well, um, from what I understand is, because um, I kind of got a little bit of tidbit of what supposedly is to be happening down the line, and that Carter and Paris is supposed to be married now we'll have to wait and see if that actually pans out but that's what i understand is supposed to happen oh man they're killing me here yeah i know and if quinn finds out that pickleball is happening which you know that ring she gave him was to (laughs) keep an eye on his heart rate right yes and he has no clue Right, you know, and he's wearing that ring. I have a feeling that that's how that's going to come out. 
and one would think it would have GPS on it too, not just, you know, keeping up with his heart rate and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, he's at the club. He's just not on the court. Right. You know, I, it's got, cause my thing is it should tell on him either way. Right. right. If he's not, if his heart rate isn't doing anything, like they've been doing a lot of sitting around talking. Yep. Okay, then what are you doing if you're not playing pickleball? Because if you're running around playing pickleball, supposedly, you're going to have some type of elevation. Absolutely, yeah. And nothing's happening. And then on the flip side, if it's too high because of mm -hmm. what could be happening, right? Um, then that should be an area of concern, too. You know what I mean? Yes. So, but what do you think about... Um, Carter actually wanting to what's the purpose of him wanting to marry you know I think the man just wants a relationship so badly and to start a family which being in love with Quinn would not allow him to have a family she can't have kids they would have to correct and which is great that's fantastic um but I think with Paris you know she does give him the opportunity to have everything he's ever wanted and you know, they were hot too. But again, I still look at that as that was her brother. That was her sister's fiance, you know, that, yeah. just, you know, but they were hot. But at the same time, I don't know. Um, I, I just think he wants so badly to have what the wonderful life that he thinks everyone else that's married has or has kids has, which it's just not the truth. Um, you know, there's a lot of married people that are miserable. <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I hear you. You know, the thing is, is that, you know, at some point, because he's he's well established now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there are times that at some point you want to settle down and get married and have children, mm -hmm. you know, so you can continue continue your legacy and your lineage. Um, but just doing it just to get off the market, right? You know, I mean, you want to be able to be with somebody where it does. But now he claimed he still has feelings for Paris. It's just not the same feelings that he has for Quinn. Yeah, that's the difference. But the problem is that girl is still married. You gotta have to let that go. Yep. The, the other thing is Quinn is going to have to back off because you yep. can't tell this man, I don't want to be with you and I can't, but, but you're telling him not to be with Paris. Yeah, that's not right. You know, I mean, it's kind of keeping him, it's kind of keeping him in limbo. Like I don't want, because why don't Quinn want her to marry him? I mean, why don't Quinn want him to marry her? Yeah. Uh, what's the big deal? And she really hasn't said. You I know just think she hates Paris because of Paris being the one who blew the whistle. Yeah, and 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 I get that, but it's like you have no say so in that. You don't. Just as much as you know, nobody has a say so in your marriage with <laughs> with Eric, even though she don't know what's going on. Right. But you know, you you kind of need to back off and let Carter figure out his own life. Yeah, I agree. You know. Um, but yeah, do I think Quinn still have feelings for him? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, so let's move over to Eric and Donna because 
Donna is mm-hmm. put a um <laughs> she told him leave Quinn. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's gonna do it? I don't know how he won't because I think he still, I think all the old feelings for Donna have reignited. And I think that he knows deep down inside that he's never fully going to forgive Quinn, which is why he's with Donna. And you think that's why he's with Donna. Yeah, because he wouldn't forgive Quinn. So when you can't forgive someone, you can't fully open yourself back up to them. Thus, you can't really get excited with them. And then whenever he got excited with Donna, it was like, oh, I'm a man again, you know? And I, I think that brought a lot of stuff back for him. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't really like them as a couple. Um, they're, it's kind of too, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, forced uh, sweetness. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I only see sex here. I don't see only, men. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I with with Quinn, I mean, uh, with uh, uh Donna and Eric, I only see sex there. I mean, yeah. everything else with running the company, having a matriarch, uh that's just not Donna. That's not her. It's Quinn. Yeah. So that's why he's caught in the middle of this because he knows the other parts of his marriage is completely compatible with Quinn. The right. only thing that Quinn is not doing is giving him to run for his money in the bedroom. Right. And that's his fault because he won't let her. Yeah, it's, he's in his head. Yeah. And my thing is, after they were caught the first time, that's when he should have made the decision to let Quinn go. Right. Instead of creating this whole entanglement that he made with, you all go sleep together because I can't fulfill her needs and Ugh. you know all of that. And ha- like I said, it just kind of pushing her out and at that point Quinn and Carter was like ah, I can't do this because awesome. yeah. he it took the whole adrenaline rush of cheating out of it right and right. it was like I'm giving you permission for you to sleep with my wife and then now you you then fired Donna at one point and now you're sneaking around the back right. with her all kinds yeah, of I, yeah I just I mean it's always it just seemed overly sexualized with Donna versus, you know, I could see you being the full package of a marriage with. Yeah, having that full in-depth connection. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting to see what Eric is gonna do. I personally wish he could work things out with Quinn. Me I like too. the two of them together. I love Eric and Quinn. You know, but like you just asked the question, is that going to, if once Quinn find that out, is she going to run back to Carter? Yeah. But the thing is, is she might be left out because. Right. If he goes ahead and marries um, uh, Paris, then what? Right. And then. So, yeah. A lot of, this is going to be interesting this summer. Some fallout for sure. Definitely. Most definitely. So, but yeah, I just, I hate that they kind of shook that up. I really don't, I'm not feeling the whole Donna and honey bear thing. That whole honey bear nonsense. Just, oh no. Yeah. It's just, stop. 
Yeah, it's like, can you just just let it go, people? Right. Let it go, writers. I mean, we've been there, done that, and, you know, it's over. Yeah, we were over it a long time ago. Yeah, or (laughs) else, you know, at least give Quinn something to get him, because it's clearly that he does not have ED. right? Right, that's exactly right. You know, so all this is is him in his head. You know, he's all he's he's overthinking this thing and oh my god, like you said, there's a part of him that still haven't forgiven Quinn, so he's turned off. Completely, absolutely turned off. Yes. Yep. So all right. Moving on. Um, Steffi okay, so a lot of people had an issue with Steffi calling Liam to come over the house to tell him that she's leaving town with the kids. I don't see an issue with it. Why is there an issue? They have a child together and she's taking said child. That's what I said. And I'm like, why do you have a problem with that? That it's not like they don't have kids together. That's his daughter. Right. She's going to be gone out of the country for a very long time. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he be there? Exactly. And you know, it's not like she didn't say you come over here and don't bring hope. She has never once said, don't bring hope. So right. if he wanted to go over there and bring hope, he could show up with hope. But exactly. he doesn't want to show up with hope. Exactly. Exactly. So I didn't get that part uh-uh. that people were so upset about that whole thing. Because I'm like, they got, a, they got a daughter together. Exactly. So, yeah, but people were not happy about that. Um, so that's how we... We saw Jacqueline go off. I thought maybe that they were going to have Finn wake up before she leaves. Yeah, I was hoping. But because it's like, okay, what are they going to do with Finn now? Is he going to be around L.A. while she's away when he wakes up? Or is he just going to be sleeping until Jacqueline gets back or what? Yeah, I don't know. I'm some. There was something out there that was uh, doing like a tease of what might happen, saying that he wakes up and goes to Paris and they have whatever the scene in Paris. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that is so crazy. They shouldn't. Have, they shouldn't have killed him off. If they were gonna get him shot like they did back on April, then bring him back where they both were in a coma. Yeah. But y'all killed him off as if he was dead, bleeding, gone, and then all of a sudden, because um, Lee was a doctor, you sneaked him out of the hospital. She can like, steal a body, right? Right. It just that that whole transition just didn't make sense to me. That was a lot of nothing. Yeah, it was a lot of an, just another annoying storyline where they could have done something more realistic, but now Lee's a body snatcher. Exactly. And keeping it to herself, which makes it even worse. Because it would have been better if just say Steffi was in a coma, Mm -hmm. he was in a coma, and they only showed him periodically, because I know Tanner Noblin had other projects at the time. Yeah. But even just show him, you know, every now and then. Yeah. Right. And then when they decided to truly have him back with Steffi, then maybe he woke up later and he's healthy and they're going to take him off. We're going to get away from the town together. Mm-hmm. But I, this whole thing with her leaving and her, she's thinking he's dead and he's over at Lee's house. I don't know how they're going to fix all of that. So mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't know what to expect. Me either. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. 
Okay. But that, I'm glad he's not dead. Yeah, me too. I was excited about that. When I first found that out, I'm like, oh my God. Yay. We were right. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's not dead. Um, and then there's this other storyline with Ridge, Brooke, and Taylor. Now, Taylor knows what she's doing. Yes, she knows. I mean, she's really moving under the radar with it, but she knows she's trying to set up something cute and nice with Ridge, and he seemed like he's buying it. Yeah, he didn't look like he minded. No, because when um, <laughs> when Brooke came over there, she was really like, why are you here? Right. I know your intentions. You Maybe you should go out of town with your daughter. And I'm... <laughs> That was pretty presumptuous to think that she has a right to tell Taylor anything. I know, right? It was crazy. I was sitting up there looking like at Brooke, and I'm like Ridge. He's just standing there for a long time, and I'm like, are you going to say something? No, he was stupefied. Yeah. Yeah, that's the perfect word for it, stupefied. <laughs> I had to laugh. I'm like, wow, you're really liking this. Yeah, he was enjoying every minute of it. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was. So, you know, that whole thing with um, with him, uh, just he had, even had a little smirk on his face, too. Did. He did, did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, I was like, oh, come on. You know, you enjoying every minute of this stuff, so... He's but a when dog. he said D-A-W-G dog. Girl, listen, I didn't know, I didn't know that he was gonna send Brooke home because Brooke was throwing the fact around, he's my husband. Mm -hmm. I don't have to fight with anybody. Right. He, you know, I'm his wife. And Ridge was like, mm, Go home. We got, yeah, we got a little bit of something else going on right here. We're trying to eat, so I talked to you at the office. I was like, oh. There's not enough food for three. Get out. <laughs> and she was looking crazy. Uh-huh. When she turned around and walked out and said, good night. I know, right? I was like, wow. Because I didn't expect that. I didn't know. I thought he was going to send them both home and like, look, I need to figure this out. You know, I don't need you guys arguing. Because right. he started off saying, I need space. And then he was like, Brooke, I'm going to need you to go home. And then that little setting where they were eating Chinese. Uh-huh. And the whole thing with the um, the fortune cookie and stuff. And he was like, I really like this. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah, she's getting set up to get hurt. They He needs to just go ahead and end this thing. If you're going to continue to not want to be involved with your wife, and you're still having feelings about Deacon, because that's the other thing. Deacon talking about his feelings, you know. And he just shows up walking right in the side door. Yep. As no knocking, usual. no invitation. He's a no one full well. Exactly. He just showed up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's and she thing. didn't tell him to get out. Nope. Nope. I wouldn't be a bit surprised that the writers might end up putting them two together. I didn't think they would, but no. I mean, there's a chemistry there. 
I mean, I'm actually liking the chemistry between this Krista Allen, this Taylor. Uh-huh, and Ridge. And, yeah, and Thorsten K. Yeah, um, me too. I like these two together. She's a different... You remember um, the other Taylor, she was more feistier. A little more formal, too. Right, whereas Krista Allen plays Taylor as a little bit more softer. and Low-key. Very low-key, so... Uh-huh. I'm kind of liking this new this energy between these two. So I don't know. They might just put them together. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be fun for a while. It, I think so, too. I honestly think so, too. So we will most definitely have to see hee-hee. Yep. Can't wait. Uh, can't <laughs> wait. Can't wait. All right. So I think we covered all of the storylines. That You know, Bold is 30 minutes. So yeah, we really can get through the storylines a lot faster. We only saw, we saw Paris one time this week and when she was trying to, well, was that last week when I she tried was to put them on notice? I think that was last week, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I might have talked about that already, but um, yeah, we didn't get no Paris. We got just those, you know, this whole setup with, um, you know, Quinn, Carter, uh, Donna, Eric, and then Steffi leaving, and then the whole thing with Ridge, Brooke, and Taylor. Mm-hmm. So, yep. All right, so let's go ahead and finish it up and do our flip the script segment. And what that is is that if there's a particular scene or storyline that we wish we could change, this is where we flip the script. So what is your flip the script for um, Young and the Restless? So my flip the script for YNR would definitely be with Phyllis telling Diane what she told her, but saying something to the effect of, you would just love it if I would say that that's what it was, but you're wrong. It's not. We've been leading up to this for months. And for you to insinuate that you had anything to do with our relationship coming to this point is disgusting. I mean, that really, if she would have put it that way, Mm-hmm. It would have been, to me, a, such a better direction if they were, you know, since they've shoved Jack and Phyllis back down our throats, quite frankly, mm-hmm. um, you know, go ahead and let's go forward with it. You know, I, I would, that's what I would have flipped with YNR. Okay. And what about Bold? Bold and the Beautiful. Honestly, this whole Donna Eric thing, I just don't want it. Like, I just don't want it to happen. Every time I see a little thing of honey with a bear, I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously, I cannot escape (laughs) this stupid little honey bear. So I would have completely omitted that story and, you know, had Eric and Quinn be working their stuff out instead of having him go to Donna. I'm so unhappy with that storyline. Those would be my two. What about you? Okay, so for um, The Young and the Restless, I would have wanted um, the whole situation with um, with Phyllis. You know, I mean, when she spazzed out even more that somebody tells her, you know, honestly, you need to get some help with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if you're that obsessed and you think you're backsliding into old behavior, you need to talk to somebody about that. Yeah. You know, but to have her continuously go off the rails, it just wasn't a good look. No, I agree. Yeah, so I kind of, 
I mean, it's one thing I, I gave kudos to Amanda for telling Phyllis, like, look, you need to take accountability for your actions. But she's at the point where she's all in her head about this. She yeah. needs to actually talk to somebody. I agree. And then on the bold and the beautiful, I kind of, like I said, with this whole Donna and, and Eric storyline, her asking him to leave his wife, you knew what you signed up for. You just said a few seconds ago um, that I'm okay with the sliver of time that I am getting, and then now I want more. Right. So which one is it? Do you want more time, or do you want to be the side chick forever? Exactly. You know, and yeah, so I I don't even want this storyline. Like I say, it's played, it's over. I'm mm -hmm. I'm over it. You know, um, I don't. I only see a sexual relationship with those two. I really don't see the whole family marriage thing. Yeah. Because even in the marriage that they had, it was always. And look, there's nothing wrong with being sexy with your husband. Oh, of course. But but it was it was all the time they all every pretty much every scene that they had mm -hmm. was always sexual yep you know whereas when he's married to quinn they're working together they're having they're at the piano um you know they're having family time all they need to do is figure out how to go to some marriage counseling go to a sex counselor somebody to help the two Quinn and Eric deal with this because Absolutely. I don't even think he's going to get full fulfillment. It'll be only sexual if it's with Donna. I agree. So that's where my flip is for this week. I like it. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week of um, CBS Soap Dish recap of Young and the Restless, Bold and Beautiful for the week of May 30th through June 3rd. Stay tuned for the spoilers coming out for the week of June. Well, June 6th spoilers, I did do some stuff. But it's probably going to be a little bit more. So stay tuned for that. And I'll upload that on the YouTube side. I did upload it on the podcast side as a separate recording. So I look like there was quite a few viewers. I hope you guys enjoyed that new aspect. So um, you can, you guys can always let me know in a voice memo on the podcast side. And then, of course, drop your comments on the YouTube side. So there we have it. So you guys have a good week. Thanks again, Trish. Thank you. For coming in this week. I know we've been kind of hit or miss the last couple of weeks, but we still got it done. And I'm glad you're back. Thank you. All right. So we will see you all next week. And you guys take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at the Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. 
We'll talk to you next week. Bye.